Welcome or welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi the Next Generation every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping our favorite episode of many, a two-part episode that is season three, episodes 11 and 12, titled Holiday, perfectly placed right before the Thanksgiving holiday, funny enough. But before we dive into that, we are going to get into some trivia for Terry, followed by some Terry's tidbits. Oh, that is my cue. All (laughs) right. I was like, why isn't she starting with the tidbits? And then I realized that you said trivia for Terry, followed by the tidbits. All right. I'm, you know, (laughs) once again, I want to go back and look through our episodes, how many times I've been sick when recording this show, because as you guys know, I work in the school. So what do three and four-year-olds do if not sneeze and cough in your face? And so that is where I am today. And so my mind was a little bit elsewhere. But I am ready (laughs) because I watched these episodes super far ahead. So I already did everything I needed to do. What book is Miss Kwan's classroom reading from? I have no clue. Is it another Shakespeare book? As you see, and I knew that's what you were going to (laughs) guess. No, what the hell? I don't even remember them reading. What am I doing? <laughs> what were they reading? A Christmas Carol. Oh, but a I'm Shakespeare, a, another Shakespeare book was a good guess. So I See? mean, this was Quan's class. Because did they, was it Miss Quan's class where Craig asked to go to the bathroom? Or is that another mm-hmm. scene? Uh, I think maybe? so. And I think, I think it was actually, it it may have been this time, this scene when he asked to go, and that's why I remember it. And I'm okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm like I don't remember anyone being in a classroom this episode, but I guess they were. <laughs> yes. All right. My next question. I have three questions this week. It's a two part episode. Where is Caitlin planning to spend Christmas? Is it Montreal? Yes. Good job. Okay. My last question. Did Joey love Sydney more than Caitlin? I feel like this is a trick question, but I'm going to say no. I don't know if he says that to her face, though, but he definitely yeah, does it. It's no. He hesitated. He took way too long to answer that question. And so it was. That's the answer right there. Oh, girl. <laughs> Over here struggling to get the mute button. They're trying to take her out. Ooh, wow. My life. Okay. So those are my trivia questions this week. Good. Two yeah. out of three. Go you. I'm so glad there were three this week. Amazing. So this is the part we would get into Terry's tidbits. There's not too many today. I was just going to ask my great co-host Chris here, as I know that she started reading the very infamous Mother of Degrassi book. So I was wondering if you had any notes or anything that you wanted to mention from it so far. I know you haven't finished it yet, but. Yeah, I think actually, let me see how far I've gotten into the book. I had a couple of notes. It's really interesting to see a lot of the like pre-Degrassi work. So she has this documentary called like Between the World and Me or something, I think it's called. And I've been trying to look to find it online. Yeah, I'm only 13% into the book. Also, I think she grew up pretty religious. So but as she got one of her like early, earlier adulthood jobs, I think 
you know, she became really close friends with a person who was really important to her in her life who was gay. And I think she has said that, like, she's like, I wish she would have been able to see these storylines. He was he was gay and he wasn't completely out. I think he was mm. only out socially, but not with his family. So he, um, yeah, so just, I imagine a lot of the storylines, particularly with Marco, was mm. influenced by him. I think he was alive for the DJH or DH storylines, but not for the Marco ones because she was like, yeah, like, I think it was Simpson's brother. She said, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like it was there, but that wasn't fully fleshed out. So I really wish she would have been able to see Marco, but unfortunately he died before then. But it's interesting to see all like how it built up to becoming about Degrassi and how we really get went from just where she was. I think she was single because she was had recently been divorced and she ended up teaching by default maybe it wasn't really her main goal in fact I don't even think she wanted to do it or she enjoyed it but she was like good at it and when she got there it was like wow these kids have so many stories to tell and nobody's asking these questions so then that gave us the Degrassi universe so Love that. Yes. For those that don't know what we're talking about, it is The Mother of Altagrassi, a memoir. Um, And I think I actually might join you on this journey of reading it because now I'm actually very intrigued. I'm looking at it online right now and they have it on Kindle, which is that what you're reading it on? Yes. Yeah. Um, And then they have the hardcover on Amazon for $28.95. So I'm more of a like, what is it? An audiobook type of gal, if I'm being honest, but I might commit to to reading it. I love podcasts. So that's why audiobooks work for me. But Sounds very interesting, and I'm excited to learn more about it, but I'm sure lots of other podcasts are covering it, too, but we would be remiss to not mention something so prominent right now in the Degrassi fandom since we're not getting the reboot yet. So I agree. Right. I'm, I I just read it, and I'm like, I need this book to do well enough so that they're like, actually, we do need a Degrassi reboot, you know? Right. Like, Let's change our minds. Hopefully it brings back the idea of a reboot because the book is going to do so well and we're speaking it into existence yeah honestly i said it before and i'll say it again degrassi lives on absolutely even if not today tomorrow (laughs) there's so much going on (laughs) Woo, child okay so we could go ahead and get started with this before i have another coughing attack part of um but just part of my notes both a and b plot are pretty intertwined They all take place out of the Jeremiah household. So usually I go back and forth between A plot, B plot. Not going to do that because they're just so mixed up. All right. So it's Christmas at the Jeremiah household and Sydney is helping the family to decorate the Christmas tree. So, of course, I have a question. Did your family make an ordeal out of decorating the house for Christmas? Like, was it an event, an occasion? It definitely wasn't. I have vivid memories of the nights that we would put the Christmas tree up and do like the ornaments and stuff like that. We played Christmas music, but that's about it. Like we never did like the whole house thing. And I don't know that I've ever been related to anyone that cared so much about the angle of the tree like Sydney did. (laughs) Right. Or even um, what did they have? It was just the fact that they had friends over for this. Yeah. I was like, why are they at your house to trim your tree yeah it was a whole thing for them that's so true yeah it would just be me my sister and my mom uh, and my dad at the time like (laughs) we would just put up the christmas tree but we wouldn't do like the whole come look at our christmas tree because that's a little weird (laughs) 
was very confused about that. Um, which was what I said. I was like, for some odd reason, this is a social event and which Snake is there, Spike is there, Caitlin is also in attendance, and Ashley. It's important to note that Ashley is present because Manny then calls. I'm so congested this week. It makes me so sad. <laughs> Manny calls Craig and he has to blow her off on the phone, pretending that it's Spinner to avoid being detected by Ashley. I cringe so much for Manny's heart because Craig is just not giving what needs to be given right now. And she is just giving him her whole heart. It's just really sad. It is. And then I made the note. Could you imagine, maybe because you were a little bit older than me, but could you imagine trying to be sneaky in the era of no cell phones where like Manny had to call Craig on his house phone and literally pray that Craig answered because had it been snake or someone else they literally were like craig like manny's on the phone for you and that the jig would have been up before the jig even started (laughs) it's like why is manny calling you i'm pretty sure if she if she knew what was good for her she would have hung up yeah i have the thing and hung up yeah that's what i would have done me too but it like they could have stirred the pot very early i just couldn't imagine having to try to sneak around with someone on a house phone (laughs) i agree All right, so Caitlin tells Joey that she's spending Christmas alone in a spa in Montreal. She says that this is something allegedly that she really wants, and I'm pretty sure this is not what Caitlin wants. But she puts on a good face for the fact that the man who she wants is taken, and she has no one to spend the holidays with. Sydney, meanwhile, is falling into the role of the pseudo-stepmom for Angie. She sewed sewed a dress for her ice skating performance and prepared... A surprise for Angie to give, like, I guess she's not going to be there. So she's like, I'm sorry that I'm not going to be there at your performance, but I have a surprise for you later. So, like, she's really living up to a stepmom role. Speaking of Angie's performance, Craig is taking pictures at Angie's performance when he spots Manny on the ice as Angie's ice instructor. He leaves Caitlin, who of course has to be in attendance, with the camera to run and find Manny. So here's where Craig is just... Craig is fucking stupid. Okay. Angie is a Canadian ice skater. Is ice skating and ice related hobbies not what the Canadians are known for? Because when he runs to greet Manny affectionately so in public, why did Craig not think somebody else from my school might Hmm. also be here? Because Craig don't think. And luckily oh. for Craig, the person to spot him is Spinner. Spinner, are you stalking me or what? No, man. My sister's on the synchro skating team and... Wait, why am I doing the explaining? So in case you didn't catch it, Spinner just mentioned his elusive sister, Kendra. Spinner <laughs> gasses Craig up about how stutly he is for having two girlfriends at the same time. Red flag. If Spinner thinks that something is a good idea, it's not a good idea, right? Literally, I had the same thought. That's so funny. Like, listen to the person that is telling you that this sounds great. And you should automatically know that this is terrible. Right. So for what it's, but for what it's worth, I hate Spinner, but he made some good points. He said, (laughs) one, he knows Paige is the one and therefore he doesn't need to have a second girlfriend. They're in high school. So as an adult, like. We could pretty much recognize that it's like aspirational at best to say, you know, it's the one, but like they do. Okay. That's what, okay. <laughs> but two, seeing one more than one person at once allows Craig to figure out what he wants and make a decision. Something that Craig is missing here is honesty. And that's what's going to be his downfalls because after, 
But after being gassed up by Spinner, Craig leans into this new identity. He's a studly stud. Yeah, well, I get around. How do y'all root for this man? That is so gross. I'm so, like, upset at the fact that he literally let Spinner talk him into just taking on that personality from that point on he was gonna do it anyway but like the fact that you listen to spinner and you decided to try to play at this role is crazy but you literally hit the nail on the head with like craig's not even low about being trash at this point like he's making out with manny in a hallway at a holiday event in their small city and or town you know what i mean like hello were you thinking anything through Oh, I thought you said hello, hello. Oh, no. And I was like, no, girl, I'm still here. I'm just over here at the humidifier. Don't mind me. No, girl, get, your, get what you need to uh, make it through. But literally, he's just stupid. Yeah, he's a dumbass. Anyway, so Caitlin is overstaying her welcome at Joey's house once again after the ice skating performance. She mentions that Sydney has a life and a job, whereas she has no one to keep her warm at night. They share like this fleeting moment for, and then Sydney walks in, breaking the tension. Surprised to see her because nice to see you again. Bye. Sydney's not happy, and honestly, I get it. Do you get it? Yeah, that's my my note too. Honestly, is I get it. Sydney is unpleasant, and I don't like her personally, but I can assume that she can <laughs> sense that Caitlyn. <laughs> She can sense that Caitlin and Joey still have lingering feelings and they know their past. So she's clearly trying to like assert her dominance and her place in Joey's life. So I get it. I don't like Sydney, but I would probably be the same way. And it doesn't help that she met Caitlin with Caitlin being like, oh, we're always off and on. So maybe we'll be on again. I'm back in town. Didn't work in Caitlin's favor. Oh, I forgot about that. I don't know why Caitlin was ever so comfortable doing that to a stranger. That's her fault. I mean, but- Absolutely. So I don't like Sydney's energy or her attitude, but she is not wrong. So no. I don't have a problem with her on this. I'm I guess I would say I'm team Sydney, even though y'all know low key I'm team Caitlin. Right. I would have the same thoughts and feelings. So Manny is thirstily waiting for Craig, hidden away in the garage and begging him to warm her up. This girl is waiting in a garage in a Canadian December. <laughs> She is the epitome of a pygmy. Oof. Which is interesting for Manny because I want you to dump Ashley. Girl. I'm confused about them even talking about exchanging gifts. I didn't know you. I guess I don't. I wouldn't know. Correct me if I'm wrong because you did have that one friend. Are you buying side pieces gifts and shit for Christmas? (laughs) But I guess the answer is yes, right? We got to ask on our Instagram account. Do you buy your side bitch a, a Christmas gift? I'm going to, yeah. We got to ask now. the people. Because I'm confused. Like, why are we talking about Christmas gifts? We got to keep this low. It's, and we'll get to that point when we get there. Because that's exactly why you shouldn't be buying side pieces Christmas gifts. See? You see? Got himself. Anyway. So Manny is, she's like, I want you to pick. I've waited long enough, but Craig tells Manny, I can't make that choice. And Manny grows a brain and she says, I think you just did. <laughs> and I am so glad she can acknowledge this about the situation. So she, she's like, I'm going to leave. Goodbye. Good for you, girl. <sighs> oh, Manny. So Ashley and Craig the next day are practicing for their holiday show performance. You're every present I never got. You're every wish 
that never came true. Your every prayer that went unanswered. So baby, I'll spend Christmas with you. With you. So baby, I'll spend Christmas with you. There's this dramatic-ass scene where Manny walks by and the string to Craig's guitar breaks, almost as caused by some ill wishes by Manny. Ashley makes note that Craig seems a little cranky today, and he pretends he's fine, because I guess he can't tell her I'm upset because my other girlfriend just broke up with me. Fun fact. <laughs> did you actually know about my coworker? When you Did you read my notes? No, but I think we <laughs> discussed her what episode. I don't remember which one. It was recently, though. Oh, this might be another one. So oh, I have a coworker who once told me that he was upset because someone had broken up with him and that was the cause for his really shitty mood. This coworker was married. So I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, that's really sad. Like, you know, like, like they just offer some words of encouragement. Me being vaguely familiar, I'm like, yeah, she's probably going to take you back. It's not that big of a deal. Why did this man then tell me it wasn't his wife that broke up with him? Of course. <laughs> Because that's normal. And I was just, it wasn't my wife, it was my girlfriend. But, <gasps> and I just want, I want to know where men get the audacity. That is so crazy. To even disclose that it was someone different to a coworker is, do you even care? Girl, girl I just, I, I just, I'd be trying to mind mine so bad. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, I'd also guess I'd assume if someone was telling me and I thought they had a wife, like, you're not about to just randomly break up with your wife. Like, you guys will probably be fine. Like, it's okay. Right. <laughs> like, a legal, like, he got kids. And it was like, no, it's not my wife. My girlfriend got tired of being my girlfriend. Similar to Craig. That's hilarious. Sydney visits Caitlin at work to ask a favor. She needs someone to help watch Angie that evening. In their conversation, Caitlin shares that she only dates real-world guys, and there's a brief moment where Sydney feels a little bit threatened. Meanwhile, at Degrassi, Jimmy is reading aloud from A Christmas Carol in Ms. Kwan's class. <laughs> at last, they find a new author to read from. Craig sees Manny walking by his classroom, and he rushes from the room, allegedly to use the bathroom to talk to Manny, who is losing her resolve. I love you, Craig. And I thought you felt the same way. And she might love you, but not as much as I do. The drama. Manny, <laughs> Manny walks away in tears, leaving Craig to have a miniature like emotional outburst on the lockers. Back at the Jeremiah home, Caitlin is creating clay molds with Angie, who's making a pipe for her dad, which I only associate with crack, but I guess it's probably for tobacco or weed. I don't know. <laughs> Craig arrives to seek some relationship advice from Caitlin, who's pining after his stepfather to no success, as in probably not the best source of advice, but here we are. And it is free. This is kind of like a BetterHelp commercial. Anyway. <laughs> I'm no expert, but love isn't about luck. It's about being with the right person. Craig is inspired by this statement, and we see him at the ice rink, running into the ice to Professor's affection to Manny. Manny squeals, and they share a very passionate and public kiss on the ice. Question. I said affection very intentionally. Do you think Craig loves Manny? Because he's never said it. No. I don't even think that that, or loving Manny, has crossed his mind. 
Like, that's the crazy thing to me. I think when it comes to Manny, I it's just a matter of it's somebody new and it's someone that's not his girlfriend that's intriguing to him. I agree. It seems new, hot. She's super. She's like, she's super. She's just super into him. Right. She and can't who, get. She does everything he wants. She has sex with him and Ashley won't. Literally that part. Because like, who wouldn't be into someone who is showing you all the attention that your partner isn't? You know what I mean? Like. Rue is so disrespectful. But because I, I also wrote down a note of just like, when did Craig change his mind about Manny? Because the last time we heard, he had a terrible time on that date because she was too young. So now she has a new outfit and a new attitude and now you're all into her. You know what I mean? I know when he changed his mind about Manny after Paige's birthday party. Oh, well, yeah, actually, that makes sense. That really was the moment because she was there for him when he wanted to have sex with somebody. Exactly. And wow. right. And even after that, he still didn't fuck with her. He right? sat there and told Ashley that he loved Ashley in front of Manny's face. Like, and he didn't answer her phone calls all weekend. He don't give a fuck about Manny. He doesn't. And it's like, so pathetic to hear her, like, profess her love to him because that's so frustrating. And it's like, the only thing I'll give her is like, yeah, she's stupid, but she's 14. And right. yeah, he's a jerk. And I guess he's a jerk because he's 15. I don't know. <laughs> anyway... As I said, I don't think that he loved her. I just think he felt the passion of the moment and that's what he needed. Agreed. Even like even in telling her like he chose her, he didn't say the words I love you. Very telling. Hmm. Joey and Sydney return home from the holiday party only to find Caitlin and Angie asleep on the couch. Sydney's pissed because Angie's in her dress and she gets very snarky with Caitlin, which leaves her feeling embarrassed. Caitlin rushes from Joey's house only for him to follow her to provide comfort in the form of sharing yet another very passionate and public kiss in this damn show. <laughs> so now we got two cheaters living in the Jeremiah household. I don't even understand how their kiss ended up happening. Like I, it didn't fit, but it, whatever happened. Craig arrives at the Isaac's current household for Hanukkah. Cause remember Toby's Jewish. Ashley presents Craig with a gift and it's awesome. It's like a super fancy guitar. Craig, showed up to break up with Ashley and once and for all and can't possibly break up with her now. He tells Ashley he loves her. Again, something he didn't say to Manny. Interesting. The timing of this is also wild because you thought you were about to go over her house when they're celebrating up with her and break right. up with her and that was going mean, to go smooth. Absolutely. So it's time for a dress rehearsal for the holiday show and Craig and Ashley are practicing their performance in a public location when Manny walks by. She asked Craig what the fuck is going on. And he claims, <laughs> oh, I, I did break up with Ashley. But I, I want to keep you a secret because I don't want to ruin our performance. Red flag. It's just like, so like, my thing is, regardless of however you feel about who, I hope y'all are saying this because this is what they be saying. Okay? <laughs> and you look like a clown like Manny. So just take it all in. Anyway, so... For what it's worth, again, it's a very compelling argument, so I understand how a 14-year-old fell for it. The episode ends, but don't you worry, because we're going to keep the party going for part two. Craig and Spinner are at the mall doing their holiday shopping, and Spinner mentions that elusive sister Kendra again. <laughs> Speaking of the holiday, Caitlin finds Spike with baby Jack at the mall to take their family picture with Santa. Is everybody at the mall today? <laughs> they got like three venues for the people to be during the holidays, it seems. <laughs> You right. I mean, I guess it's cold. So she tells Spike that she and Joey shared a kiss. Spike advises Caitlin, write your feelings down, read it when you're calmer, so you avoid doing anything you're going to regret. 
I'm so nosy, so I wanted to know what Caitlin wrote in her letter, but I could, all I could catch was, Dear Joey, about Sydney, and if last night meant as much to you, question mark, don't let this chance, maybe our last chance, pass us by. Love, Caitlin. There was like a lot of stuff that I couldn't get out of it, but those that was definitely in it, and that that's amazing. what I saw. That's funny because just like, even if it was just that, girl i know that you had more thoughts than that and i could have sworn that she told you to write it all down and read it later it doesn't seem like that's what she's about she to do she did and you know she doesn't because she does not take the rest of spike's advice because the next we see her prancing down the street going to slip it through his mailbox only to be like oops and then she tries to squeeze through the window pretending that she left her palm pilot because then they show up and they catch her <laughs> throw back electronic by the way right sees right through that shit though but Joey's dumbass, as usual, does not, which is what y'all men be doing. I'm not stupid, okay? I know you still have feelings for Joe, and I get it. He's amazing. But here's what I also know. Joe and this family, they need me. Not some charming, klutzy, fun and games blast from the past. Me. She so Brad was in the cold garage, ignoring Ashley's complaints about being cold not interested in warming her up at all we see because if you remember earlier in the episode man he's like i'm so cold i need you to warm me up and he's like "Ooh, i want to do it but then um, here's ashley like i'm so cold i'm so cold i'm so cold and craig is like oh i guess you probably want some hot chocolate or something let me go get it that, so he goes and yes that right there is just what you were talking about though like the passion is with manny and this just relationship because is that not something a man now would do like yes. we've been with our partners for years and they absolutely would take seven, five, 75 times for us to tell them something for them to do it. Right. Wow. She's shiny and new. So Craig goes into the house. I actually, where was I? So he goes into the house to get some hot chocolate and Ashley chooses a snoop through the gifts that he's purchased after taking a blanket that he had used to hide them. So she sees the blanket. She tries to put it over himself. She sees the gifts. And she's like, Oh, let's see what he got. I probably would have assumed the fluffy scarf and the ice skates bracelets were for his little sister, mm. which shade. That's probably what Ashley assumed as well. She thought it was weak. She like she looked at it like it was funny. And I was like, girl, you know, he has that little sister. I don't know how you like, you know, but we'll see where that goes. Anyway, while Craig is in the house getting hot chocolate from Ashley, he overhears Sydney telling Caitlin off. So that line from earlier that Sydney thought she was just going off on Caitlin on her own. Craig sees it. So then Caitlin runs crying from the home, snatching the letter from Craig's clutches. Joey goes to find Caitlin at work the next day. This man has no idea what the fuck is going on. He's so obtuse. He's like, he tries to talk to her about the kiss, but he like, Caitlin's like, oh no, totally not a big deal. You know, we were just caught up in the moment and his dumbass buys it. Right. Then he sees her talking to her boss, who we know from earlier is gay, because I think that's what she told Sydney. But he doesn't realize that this boss is gay. So he thinks that they're spending the holiday together. And he's like, oh, maybe she really was just caught up in the moment. My God, does nobody tell Joey? Like, anyway, <laughs> it's time for the holiday show and for Craig to give Manny his gift, a pink fluffy scarf and an ice skating bracelet, which Ashley saw hidden in his garage, as you guys know. The camera now zooms in on this bracelet twice, so we know it's about to be some shit. Manny's helping Ashley with the brace. 
Oh, I said with the bracelet. That's not what she's doing. She's helping Ashley with her makeup. And Ashley looks at the bracelet. And she asks Mandy, oh, where'd you get that from? And Mandy tries to avoid answering where she received the bracelet. Ashley asks, all right, was it Craig? Hmm. Mandy, Mandy confesses to her. Craig just didn't want to say anything because he knew you'd be upset about him moving on so quickly. <sighs> moving on, we're still together. That is crazy. Also, Mandy did not put a drop of makeup on her face, but go off. Done a bunch of shows and not one person has ever done my makeup besides my mother. <laughs> right. She tapped her cheek with a sponge. So great placement because she saw the bracelet and all, but it's so funny because she did not put any makeup on her face. And I'm like, why is she secure? And none of this makes any sense, but okay. All right. So cat's out of the bag and it's time for the big performance. Ashley refuses to sing while Craig is playing the guitar. He turns to her and he's like, Ash, we're on. Only to be met with a slap, which could be heard around the world. Ash, we're on. Uh, Maybe they won't be spending Christmas together. I think that's the, the only funny joke JT has ever told. That's hilarious. And honestly... When I was rewatching it, I didn't remember her slapping him. So I'm like, she is so much better than me because I would not be on stage with him. I literally right. would be fighting him. But then she slaps him and that makes it all worth it because that embarrasses him. But I love uh, way. Oh, continue. Sorry. No, that's it. I love that she slapped the shit out of him. Right. I lo- like the timing was perfect. Like the build up to it was they're about to sing together. Actually, I'm about to embarrass him. But yeah, Craig is just dumb because you go to tiny Degrassi tiny in the sense you have five teachers and everyone knows each other's business like you thought that this was gonna go smoothly again naive the fact that the people who do know such as Emma's nosy bitch ass like if you didn't find out from that Christmas gift you know Emma was gonna snitch oh I forgot about her because we do not see like that's how it would have happened how has she not snitched by now honestly all right so JT introduces Kendra Mason and her Chinese New Year dragon dance Ashley and Craig run off stage. She confronts him about what he did. She snatches back the guitar and runs off. Manny walks by and Craig tries to blame her. He's like, bitch, you told. <laughs> and Manny looks and she's like, mm, no, I didn't tell. But then how did Ashley find out? Because you're a stupid Craig. Hmm. I think this line could be applied throughout the entire series, but here we are. <laughs> Joey arrives to talk to Craig and he's embarrassed to admit that he cheated on Ashley. Well, if these are not the consequences of your own actions, Craig. <laughs> this does open up the opportunity for Joey to tell Craig about his previous relationship with Caitlin and how he cheated on Caitlin with Tessa Campanelli, much to his regret. He knows what Craig is going through and assures Craig that he'll get through this. Pause. I just want to say that I had no idea, because again, I've said this before, did not watch the first series mm-hmm. or first two series. So this all went over my head. The fact that these are all plot lines that actually happen. And I love this intertwined shit. Like, it's beautiful. (laughs) Beautifully done. Top tier content. I do love that. I literally just looked up who Tessa Campanelli was on the Degrassi fandom wiki. Mm. He was all as engaged to Caitlyn. Wow. I know, right? It was another blonde girl. And Caitlyn was too good for Joey anyway. Right. So he tells Craig, Craig, you're going to get over it. It's not a big deal. Like, you'll look back. And Craig says, "Mm, are you kidding me? You and Caitlin never got over each other. What, like you're okay? Like Caitlin's okay? 
You guys never got over each other, Joey. I can see how it is between you guys. Even Sydney can. Joey's so stupid because then later he confronts Sydney to ask, did you say anything to Caitlin to make her go away? And she confesses that she did. Because every time I turn around, there's Caitlin. She's supposed to be your ex? She is. You sure? She's not wrong. But the thing is, for me, do you think that Joey was committed to Sydney? I, based on per based on sydney's personality type i don't know that he was necessarily committed to her as much as it was someone bringing structure to his life that he was willing to listen to yeah but i feel like he had no idea that caitlin like he had he he may have had these feelings but mm -hmm. you just couldn't tell on his end you knew from caitlin's perspective but you didn't know from him and i think he would have gone with he could would have married probably married sydney I think he would have too, because it was, again, men are stupid. So I think he gets away with being elusive and literally just like playing the part of, well, this is my partner. Like, this makes sense. Because, you know, when we meet Joey in this series, he's like not a womanizer, but we see him with a lot of girlfriends. So this is the first time he's settling down. And it seems like this is the first time he's settling down because of who Sydney is. Right. I think at best, because I do believe that Craig successfully got rid of Caitlyn. Or Sydney successfully got rid of Caitlyn. And True. She, I think she would have been okay with it if Craig didn't blow up her shit. But I think that if they were like focused on the adult storyline, it would have been one of those things where next season when Sydney and Joey got married, Caitlyn shows up to the wedding and it's like mm -hmm. this huge dramatic like end. Like they would have never put them together, but they would have gotten down the aisle and then it would have been a super ass dramatic split. But, you know, we're not focused on them the way we should be. And so... What happens? Sydney asks Joey. She's like, who do you love more? And Joey can't even tell Sydney that he loves her more than he loves Caitlyn. And he realizes he, he's made a mistake. So he needs to rush and get to the airport to stop Caitlyn from leaving on the plane. He tells Caitlyn he's ended his relationship with Sydney and they share another passionate public kiss. So much love in this episode. The writer should have just left them the hell alone. But as we know, that's not how it ends. But anyway, that is how it <laughs> happily ends in this episode. The episode closes on the reunification of Joey and Caitlin. And for once, we can sleep easy at night in the Degrassi <laughs> Street. <laughs> wow, what a time. You know, I really tried to figure out what the moral was. Do you have one? I tried to figure out what the moral would be considering I that do. it was both about Joey and Craig in different ways. What do you I have? Do. I do have a moral. Love isn't about luck. It's about being <laughs> with the right person. That's beautiful. Yeah. I have, like, I, I don't uh, know if that's what they're getting at. I mean, be honest with like mm -hmm. Joey. I guess Joey learned from like, I mean, I mean, it's growth. We saw Joey learn from his mistake and make a decision that was kind of forced out of him. Mm. But had Craig just done the same thing, he could have been with Manny. He wouldn't be happy, but he could have been with Manny. Yeah, that's true. I think going back to like the whole Caitlyn and Joey thing, like I think I'm kind of surprised that Caitlyn didn't say anything to Joey about what Sydney said. Maybe because she was right, so she was embarrassed. But <laughs> I just feel like it's weird that she didn't tell Joey because if nothing else, they play to be friends. You know what I mean? Like they spend time together with their other friends so i'd be like hey your partner was pretty stank to me you know what i mean but i right. guess she was probably embarrassed because she read her and she was right 
Right. I think she was just mainly embarrassed. And I think she was unsure whether whether or not Joey felt the same way. And if you're embarrassed, your tail's tucked between your legs. Nah, True. you out that bitch. Yeah. She would have just gotten on that plane and never told Joey what happened and would have probably found someone in Montreal a lot sooner. So, Right. Hmm. Um, best episode ever. I do enjoy Maybe. it. I enjoy it because Craig is now single because he's stupid and it's what he deserves. I think it was a really good drawn out like cheating scandal plot as well. They just have so many things that are done so rushed. We look at like Mm -hmm. Ellie and her cutting, even though like there's like a montage. We know that happens over a bunch of different episodes. I guess we would say with Paige with her sexual assault, that's a very drawn out case. Mm-hmm. But like Hazel's racism, they have so many serious topics that, get, and I guess cheating isn't really serious, but it was a very, like, I liked it so much growing up because you watch so much like Lizzie McGuire and That's So Raven, where they have a problem at the beginning of the episode, it's resolved at the end, and that's the end. Yeah. But like, Craig has been cheating on Manny, for or on Ashley with Manny, for what, 12 episodes now? True, it was consistent, and it's I mean, well, I been a while. Five, five episodes of when he slept with Manny, but like, it's just been a very long road. And I've, and even here, this isn't the end of their road. We get some more tea out of them, so I just love the continuity for that all. And I love it when they reference things that happened now in future episodes because it feels more realistic. So, yeah. I agree. It was a good episode. And I do love that we ended up touching on it the week of a holiday. <laughs> I just think that was perfect. <laughs> You're right. Oh, no, child. All right. Can you hear those sirens? Yeah. <laughs> they, they can't somebody. Girl, why were there three accidents on the road La- yesterday? Oh, yesterday? No. Yeah, I was driving. And I drove by one where I'm pretty sure I saw someone getting arrested. And I drove <gasps> like five more blocks and there's another accident. And then I look online and they said that like five blocks south of that, there was another accident. There was no snow or ice. People were just driving like idiots, I guess. The ho- Yeah, the holiday. Literally yesterday was what, Monday? I'm assuming people have the week off. I'm not so lucky to have the week off. But I left the house yesterday at like noon and there were so many cars on the road. Like, go what home. are y'all doing? And by go home, I mean, not by car. Get the fuck out of my <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, people are out here on these streets just walling. Yeah. All right, so you ready to wrap this up? Absolutely. All right, so next on Degrassi, Chris and Emma finally become a couple. But when she thinks that Sean and his friends are stealing things at and, at and near Degrassi, Emma becomes obsessed with bringing them to justice. Meanwhile, Paige, Spinner, and Jimmy enroll in driver's ed. And Paige develops a crush on their instructor, Mr. Falcone, making Spinner jealous. I think I watched this episode last week possibly and it feels like it was aired out of order i could see that being a thing and i say it because they're dressed for like summer in the episode but we we're clearly it's december it's canada so Mm. and later there's something that happens that a character pulls out a calendar so she's in like january and i tried to look to see because they celebrate Snake's birthday in it. So I tried to look and see what his birthday is. But they don't have a birthday for him. But I'm all I'm saying is we're, it's clearly winter. It's snowing. It's cold. And then it's like summer in this episode. And then in a few episodes, 
it's still not as cold as it needs to be, but they recognize that it's January. So just noticing some continuity errors. Anyway. (laughs) That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username below the dot. Feel free to reach out with any comments, questions, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whatever it takes 3 at 5 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll, we will be back on your airways this time next week, whatever it takes. Where the